Don't be scared to sell. Let me give it to you straight. If you're in the business of new business generation, I give you permission to sell. I give you permission to reach out to your prospective clients and ask them for an engagement. I give you permission to ask them if they're interested in receiving more information. I give you permission to create some urgency through multi-channel outreach. That's your job. Interrupting people via email, telephone, LinkedIn messages, or any other channel is part of what we do. There's no need for you to apologize for it. Welcome to the Best of Sales Skills Podcast. I'm Mark McGuinness, and thank you for listening. If you want to be better at starting conversations with your perfect buyers, then this is the place to be. What you might not know is I also have a weekly VIP sales email that goes out every Tuesday with all the very best sales tips, tactics, ideas, and content I can find from the week prior. It's a great way to stay across lots of great sales content in only just a couple of minutes. There's no spam, no fluff, just the best darn sales tactics from the web in an easy three-minute read. It's free. You can sign up over at markmc.co. You can join over 2,200 salespeople already signed up to get this every week. Okay, so... Today, I want to give you permission to sell. In just the last week, I've seen two examples of something brand new. And these are examples of outbound messages, and they close off with, or they finish with a version of a PS. And the PS says something like, if this message upsets you, please don't be offended. If you want to see these messages for yourself, I've included them on this week's post on my website. You can jump over there and, and, and have a look at those. But my take on this is, do not apologize for your outreach. It lowers your status. You cannot possibly be considered a trusted advisor if you're apologizing for your expert opinion. And your outreach should be your expert opinion. So what's happened that we're now starting to see this tactic or this technique creep in at the end of the messages? And I think there's two reasons here. The first is the focus on email delivery deliverability by the big two, so you know, Google and Microsoft. And that means if your email is reported as spam or junk enough times, then your emails start going straight to those secondary mailboxes, such as the promotions box or the spam junk inbox. My guess is you already know this. Obviously, this lowers the number of people who get to see your offer, your request, or your email. If you're in sales, this is not ideal. The theory is by placing these PSs at the end of your messages, at the end of your outreach, it lowers the chance of you being marked as spam or being blocked. The second reason is there's an increase in buyer fatigue, which is being driven by lots of noisy outreach, and this has resulted in more nasty replies. You see, response rates to cold outreach are currently the lowest I've ever seen. And as a sales development business, we send a lot of emails from lots of different domains and different email addresses every week. We get to see what works and what doesn't. And I can tell you response rates are down. Okay, sure. If you get the subject line right, uh, subject line right your open rates can still be quite good, but response rates are typically in the toilet. So in order to get the same results as they used to, what we're seeing from poor marketers and poor sellers is that they're sending more and more emails and more and more messages. In order to do that, 
They need to increase the number of people in their contact list. Typically, this means broadening the criteria of who is considered a potential buyer. Another way of saying that is they widen their ICP or their ideal client profile. The end result is more people are getting irrelevant outreach in their inboxes and through their message channels. This in turn is resulting in more nasty replies as people get more and more fed up with messages that aren't relevant, don't make sense for them. This is what's led to people placing these apologies at the end of their outreach. They are hoping that by pleading with you to not respond nastily, it will reduce the chance that they mark you as spam or mark your emails as spam. Well, I'm on the mailing list of one of these businesses and their email is already going to spam and has been for some time. So I suspect they torched their domain deliverability quite some time ago. They're effectively now trying to close the gate after the horse has already bolted. My prediction is that this plea in the PS, PS, if you don't like this outreach, you know, please don't respond badly, will become commonplace across the next six months. And then once everyone has picked it up, it'll be completely useless. But the real answer is instead to do the opposite of what everyone else is doing. And that is lower your volume of outreach. Make sure your messaging is relevant to the target and that you can prove it in your, in your message. So how do you do that? So if you can say any version of because of this fact, it just made sense that your products and services, then you're gonna be right on the track, um, on the right track. So you wanna be able to point to a fact, okay? And say because of that fact, and then that's why I'm reaching out, and then join that together with it just made sense, etc. An example would be something like this. Gary, because I can see you're hiring three new SDRs, it just made sense to see if you're interested in filling any new business meeting gaps temporarily while you ramp those SDRs. Worth a chat. Okay, so the fact is the three new SDRs that are being hired, and that's joined together by my offer. It just made sense. I'll do it one more time. Gary. Because I can see you're hiring three new SDRs, that's the fact, it just made sense to see if you're interested in filling new business meeting gaps while you ramp those SDRs, okay? Here's another example. Gary, because you've just stepped into a new sales leadership role over at Acme, it just made sense to see if you'll be trying to increase your team's outreach volume or if you're looking to validate a new market or segment we may be able to give you a jump start without your team taking their eyes off their current sales focus. Interested? So what was the fact? Because you've stepped into a new sales leadership role at Acme, how do I tie that together with our products and services? It just made sense. So that's just two examples. If your outreach is timely and relevant, it's not going to be marked as spam or get you a nasty reply. It's also going to have a much higher open and response rate than simply spanning your TAM, your total addressable market. So while I don't give you permission to spam people with messages that aren't relevant, I do give you permission to reach out to your prospective clients and ask them for an engagement. I do give you permission to ask them if they're interested in more information. I do give you permission to create some urgency through multi-channel outreach. There is no need for you to apologize for being a sales professional. 
If you want more content and sales ideas like this, I strongly suggest you sign up for the weekly VIP sales mailer, and you can do that over at markmc.co. Ben Flintoff, who is a lifetime seller, recently said that one piece of advice he received from the VIP sales mailer was the single best piece of advice that he's received in over 10 years of selling. Maybe you'll find it useful too. Thanks for listening. Until next time.